The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. And this is Anton Savage in for Pat. And Luke O'Neill, who has joined us in studio, was just pointing out that we are pretty much a year-ish to the day of the announcement yeah. of the vaccines, which of course was Pfizer. And Pfizer is making the news again, this time with the antivirus. Incredibly, it's the same company, Anthony. A year, almost to the day, a year ago, Pfizer announced this big top line, 40,000 patient trial, 90 to 100%. You may have seen efficacy in those at that time. Of course, it went down a bit with waning and so on. But, but this is the next one. They have an antiviral. And we were all last week, this was in the news, of course, you know, it's called Paxlovid. There is a name to try and remember. Um, and this kills the virus. So we have a very powerful, from a trial, of course, uh, we haven't seen the data yet, mind you. But uh, but the trial, the, the early indications are extreme efficacy. Very good. Yeah. And two things give us confidence, actually. One is they got 89% efficacy, first of all, in the trial. Uh, they stopped the trial early. That's always a great sign because that means it's working during the trial. Ethically, they've got to stop it because there's people on placebo and you've got to look after them is the way to think of it. So the trial was stopped early. Which is oh, great. is that why they stop it early? Because they say it's these ethical, people are unnecessarily yeah. taking a risk yeah. in not getting it. Well, you volunteer for the trial. I've given you the placebo and I have a drug that works. I'm ethically bound to thank you in a way and then allow you access to the drug is the way to think of it. So it's a standard thing that we'd see. So so those give us good, ho- uh, hopeful signs. The other reason is, Anton, it targets a thing called a protease, which is a very important part of the virus. So the virus, when it's making copies of itself, it clips some of the proteins and gets them ready for the viral particle. And I think called a protease does that. If you block the clipping, the virus can't properly and then it stops the virus. Now very importantly the anti-HIV drugs that we have for AIDS and the hepatitis C drug they're protease inhibitors as well so it's in the same class and they work really well as we know for AIDS and hep C and again that gives us confidence because it's a well-known class of target if you like for drugs to be developed against. Am I right in saying though that when it comes to HIV the, the they is important it tends to be plural they are given yeah. largely as a cocktail is that They right? are given as a cocktail yeah and the reason for that is to stop the virus becoming resistant and that, that can happen with drugs like antibiotics you can resist, bacteria can become resistant if you give two or three drugs at the same time it's like three punches and it's very hard for the virus to escape all three punches a single punch it might dodge the punch so there's talk now Anton of Merck and Pfizer get, getting together and giving the two and the one you know what I mean in other words a bit like a cocktail like with HIV so that would be very sensible actually because that would decrease the risk of resistance developing and what about things like the, the supply chain of getting all of this out what about things like cost because Pfizer share price shot up as soon as it, which means roof, people are looking right? to, they're going to charge and they're going to make money as yeah. I mean right and proper it's there possession but that has implications for how much we can get it rolled out it does and Ring of Skiddy they're making it for the world in Cork isn't that tremendous I mean there's a whole factory in Ring of Skiddy as you know and I heard this morning now whether this is true or not uh They've switched Ring of Skiddy over to making this drug big time because the world needs it, as you can imagine. So, so supply and they're easy to make. I mean, these are these are like like aspirin in a way, you know, the chemicals. Much easier than a vaccine to make, much quicker, you know. So it should be easy enough to ramp up production massively. So we'll see what happens there. But they know the world needs this antiviral pill. So, so they're going to ramp up production massively. What does it mean for the strategy in respect of how we tackle the virus? Because it is the first non vaccine significant piece in the arsenal that we have does that change now how we look at the handling of the virus it certainly gives us a lot more hope let's start with that one Anton for a start because because here we are and the trial showed if, if you take the tablet within three days of symptoms a starting there was an 80, 89% reduction in you, the risk of you going to hospital so what that means is the fear of any, people ending up in hospital is lowered by 89% I mean that's great isn't it it was slightly less at five days post symptoms it dropped a bit but still that was the great thing you oh post symptoms not post 
post-infection. So, so once you start having symptoms, the, the trial was complicated enough, actually, to be honest, but you start taking it as soon as you're positive with symptoms, and then they notice this three-day, five-day difference. But still, it's a huge effect, let's face it. This yeah, is and ki- once you know it's there, I assume nobody's going to say, well, I'm symptomatic, there is a therapeutic available, but I'll sit around for that, five that's days. That's right, yeah. I mean, I imagine what will happen is, when it's approved, eventually uh, you'll be symptomatic, you'll test positive, you start taking the tablets, and it'll kill the virus, is the idea here, you see. So, But you're right, the vaccines are still the thing to go for, because prevention is always better than cure with, with everything, really. You know? So we're not going to say replace the vaccines with this. One interesting thing they're talking about, Anton, is if you're, as we know, if you're vaccinated, there is a risk of infection, as we now know. That wasn't clear from the original trials because they didn't have enough people. But now we know there is a risk of infection. If you're vaccinated and you test positive, take the antiviral. It's like a belt and braces job, you see. So, so the fear of that breakthrough stuff happening is lessened by this as well. So there's all What kinds about of the implications, though, particularly when you look across at the States and you say there are people who are willing to take ivermectin or whatever else it might be. There were people who were saying, I will get through this with diet and exercise and everything. Will the downside risk of this be that they will say, well, there is now a pill that I can take, so I will definitely not get the vaccine? There's a risk of that. Yeah, there is indeed. And, and that probably will happen, it must be said. You know, it's, it's, it's advice. Give people advice. Now, your, your best bet is to be vaccinated. That decreases your risk, as we know, of illness. Uh, and there is an antiviral as well. So if you're sensible, you take both, really. But you're right. Especially that level of effort. 90% is a huge, 99 is a huge number. You know, and, 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 and the data was remarkable. It did kill the virus in people. It really was directly antiviral, you see. So viral counts dropped hugely in the people. So again, you'd wonder, but, but we must keep saying the vaccine is, 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 is the safest bet really for the moment. And remember, in the real world, the efficacy might be less. There could be groups of people who won't respond, you see. So again, we don't fully know the full numbers until it's out in the wild. That's happened with the vaccine, by the way, as well. Until it's in millions of people, you, you get a true picture there. Can you explain a little bit more about the, va- uh, not vaccine, about the, the uh, therapeutic resistance? How does a virus mutate itself to cope with an antiviral as in is there an implication that the more that this rolls out globally the more chance there is the viral virus will mutate yeah it's a bit like variants in a way so so this protease the target might change slightly every time the virus copies itself you might get a slightly different protease and one might crop up that the drug doesn't hit anymore and now it's resistant it's 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 darwinian in a sense and this happens with all the drugs remember antibiotics famously bacteria can dodge the antibiotic and that's and this isn't that it happens within the one individual individual patient, it is within the virus itself globally. The virus itself, yeah, exactly. Once it divides, it might make a version that will dodge the bullet, if you like. Now, if you have two bullets, it's very unlikely it'll dodge both, you know, and it'll kill it, basically, and stop it, stop that happening. So that's why the, the cocktail is a very good idea, really. The other thing to say that's very important, that virus are very clever, and there's a second drug in the mix. It's not just the, the drug, the antiviral. They have a drug that makes the actual antiviral more powerful in the body. It stops it being broken down by the liver. It's got a SIP inhibitor. This is well known in my business, by the way. And that double hit really makes it. So Pfizer knew what they were doing there, basically, you see. So it's, a, it's actually a combination already, in a way. But I'm sure Merck and Pfizer are in negotiations because this would make sense for both of them. Nonetheless, of course, there are always questions about the vaccines and we're in the middle of the vaccine rollout. So we have a text saying, um, I was very worried this morning to hear Colin Henry say that they will only get to the over 66s with boosters by Christmas. Again, the AstraZeneca cohorts are not being prioritised as they uh, rightfully deserve to be. What does Luke think? I did know that yeah that that is a worry because we need to get the booster into people before Christmas because that's the high that'll be risky but there will be socialization at Christmas as we saw last year with the best will in the world so if people aren't going to get the booster till after Christmas and the vaccine's waning in that age group that's a that, that's a worry because so my, my my view would be I wonder why that is I'd like to know more on that I hadn't heard that and what about boosters for everyone what's your view on that only the the, the ones who are in the more risky demographics or should it be every single live human we need more data and in a sense and we know in the 
over 60s was waning and that's the one to go for first. If it turns out the over 50s start to wane, which may happen as months go by, they, they have a stronger response initially, but maybe nine months out, if we see a bit of waning, then we go to the over 50s, you see. Now, some countries are going for it. They're going going hard, you know. Israel, they're, back, they're giving boosters to most people. Which, of course, but is handy for the data for us to see what works and what no, doesn't. That's right. I think, I think it was Austria, some country in Europe that they're going for the over 30s. So we'll see. I mean, there's a changing landscape there, really. You know? Luke, thank you so much. That is Professor Luke O'Neill. News Talk Breakfast. In association with AIR. Seamless connections with Ireland's number one broadband provider.